on staff at the Greater Reading Chamber Alliance, and we're watching, and you're watching, another episode of Chamber Spotlight. And um, this is a time when our members get to really talk about what their um, business or organization or entity does, and then we want to know how we can help them. So I am thrilled today to have someone who's been who's very who's been a, around. I should say for a long time, but done great, <laughs> but done great work in this community. And that's Peggy Kirshner, who is co-executive director of. And this is kind of a long name, but it's it will we'll get to the hyphen. Burke's Connections Pretrial Services, and I still always have to look down to see that, but it's PCPS, and <laughs> and that is essentially what used to be. And for, the, for those of you like myself, old-timers, you will remember this as the Berks County Prison Society. And Peggy, first of all, welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled that you're here. And when I said you've been, you know, I have too. I've so, been around a very long time, so you know, that's okay. But it's great because that <laughs> knowledge and, that, and that, um, that ability to talk about the organization and see it from, you know, from when you began your journey and now where you are today um, has clearly had to change exponentially. Uh, it has, and that's it's it's that's what I say. It's like I have a new job every couple years because sure. we're we're growing, we're expanding, we're serving more folks than ever before. So, and that is probably a very good thing. Yes, because um, of the population that you serve. So let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, and why the name change when you did it, which okay. was uh, which has been quite some time. Yep, but. Let's talk again about that. Sure. Well, um, the name change is sort of an easy one. I will tackle that first. Um, it, it just wasn't a good name. <laughs> so sure. um, it, there is an organization in Pennsylvania called the Pennsylvania Prison Society. Um, they work in with um, jails and prisons and the criminal justice population, and they do mostly advocacy work. Okay. Um, and at the time that my organization started back in the 70s, I think they sort of were looking to capture um, folks' um, knowledge of the Pennsylvania Prison Society and named our organization the okay. Berks County Prison Society. But we, we really, we actually don't do advocacy work. We provide direct services. Mm -hmm. So we sort of lived for, for many years with a name that we just didn't feel good about. That and didn't it, really it, represent, it didn't the, represent the work of the organization. What we did. Right, so right. Um, Scott Rare was our um, executive director for about nine years, and um, he did a lot of wonderful things for the organization. And one thing that, um, you know, sometimes when you get somebody coming in from the outside, he kind of took a look at that, and he knew that the name really wasn't a good fit. So okay. um, we, we had been known as the Berks County Prison Society, or BCPS, so his thought was to keep those initials. Um, one of the things we do is connect people. Mm -hmm. um, so we, that sort of Burke's Connections pretrial services was born. We do run a pretrial program for okay. the county and that we've been doing since the agency um, pretty much was founded uh, back in the 70s. Um, so we try to go by BCPS. Our logo is BCPS. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit sure. easier for people to remember. Um, but you know, we're in the life improvement business. Um, I and love that. Exactly. Thank you. Life yes. improvement we business. We are in the life improvement business. And a few years ago, um, we had our new name, and we went by BCPS, and we were looking um, 
sort of for a new logo and, and a, a tagline, and we do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. We work with people in workforce development. As I said, we do pretrial services. We do housing. We do financial literacy. We have oh family word. reunification. So we're doing a lot of different things, and it was getting a little difficult to kind of come up with... Uh, what do we do in a tagline? What do we do for a tagline? An elevator speech can be difficult, much less a tagline. So um, we actually had a very good friend of our organization, um, Eric Savage and Jeannie mm -hmm. Savage. Jeannie is on our board of directors, and, and Eric, you probably know oh, I do. from Absolutely. Uh, do Freedom well. Audit yes. Group and just other wonderful things in the community. And he was using that life improvement business, and um, he does some amazing work around organizational culture and leadership. Mm -hmm. And um, we were working with Jeannie, and we kind of kept coming back to that, that life improvement business is really sums up what we do. So um, we reached out to Eric, and he very kindly agreed to, to share that tagline with us. That's so he neat. gave us permission to use that. So um, that is, that is that's wonderful. Use. And you know, and that is just, I think, such, um, such a value to the community to do the work that you do, because it's not always easy, I'm sure. But if you were to say, Again, elevator speech. Let's let's assume that we want to get as much information to our listening audience sure. and viewing audience as we can. Um, what is it that you would like them to go away knowing more about the organization? Okay. Well, I think one important thing to know about our community is that in Berks County we have over 10,000 individuals um, currently in the community who are either on county parole or state parole supervision. Uh, so that's a lot of folks. That and really is, do you, now let me ask you first, do you, is that a high number per capita of a community? It's, it is rather high. Okay. Um, I know in the state system, we are typically somewhere around the third or fourth community um, in the state for people coming out of that state system and returning home. So we've got some big numbers here, mm -hmm. and um, those folks certainly have some challenges facing them as they have served their time and come back to the community and are, are interested in leading a law-abiding life style and you mm -hmm. know, not getting back into the, the prison system. Um, and I think it's important to know that they're gonna need some help to do that. Sure. They, they absolutely have barriers. Um, and whether you believe um, honestly that it's the right thing to do to help people and to give second chances or third chances, or you want a safer community, um, or you want more taxpayers working and paying into the tax base and you want people being productive, um, there's a lot of different reasons why you might value our programming. Absolutely, um, all, all of those, all the above. All of the above, exactly. So um, our major area that we have grown into, um, sort of our expertise is re-entry work with an mm. emphasis on workforce development. So as we've Which grown- great. Yeah, over the years, um, we, as I said, we, we do work with some other things. We do some family reunification and we have a housing program. But um, by and large, the workforce development is where the, the majority of our, our time and resources are spent. Which isn't that great, because that's the thing that, as you said, what will bring about that change um, in a person's life is to feel as though, you know, that they're a productive citizen, they're earning an income, they have perhaps a trade or they have a, an expertise now that they can use. And what could be better than that? Right. What could be better exactly. for a community than that? It's, it's helping themselves, 
it's helping their family. Absolutely. You know, we always say very, very few people, when they, when they leave the community, if they are going and they're incarcerated, they're not going in a vacuum. They're leaving sure. children behind and spouses behind and mothers and fathers and neighborhoods. Absolutely. Um, so to, to bring, be able to bring that person back and give them, you know, help them overcome the barriers. And, and certainly there's a lot of work that they do and we're just kind of there to help guide them in that mm -hmm. path. Um, but when they succeed, we all succeed. There's, Absolutely. There's less crime, there's more employed individuals, the children have, you know, that parent present and, and doing well. Well, and you know, for communities that don't have these kinds of resources, it's got to be very difficult because a person comes out um, and really, unless there's a safety net, then there's a challenge, right? And you know, we we want to we want to give people why. I, I think you know everyone deserves a second chance or a third chance because you know as human beings, hello, we're not perfect, right? And so therefore, we need to you know we need to mentor, we need to be there, we need to have resources for people to take advantage of. And there are so many people that want to. You know, you've got a great program, and we had talked about this. Um, Gosh, you know, now time flies. But, um, so I want to talk a little bit more about this really neat program that you've got going, um, that you have going with, I think, the Department of Labor. And, and we've got some um, time constraints here, but can we talk about this? Because sure. it's really, really very, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. So um, as I said, workforce development has really grown into one of our, our major areas of focus. Um, several years ago, we looked at um, what more we could do, and we're hoping to add a, um, a vocational um, career pathway to our programming. And um, sort of a perfect storm occurred where we have an, an individual who came onto our staff who had previously worked with Habitat for Humanity locally. Okay. Oh, um, sure. And he also had some experience doing reentry work. He actually worked for the Department of Corrections, and we had been doing the workforce development. Um, as a reentry program for several years. So um, we started kind of the hatch a plan. Um, we worked with the Workforce Development Board um, led by Dan Fogarty, mm -hmm. which is an amazing resource and has been so it helpful is. for us. And they kind of helped us cook up this plan um, to, to have a program where we would help people get into the construction trades. It's a priority occupation in Berks County, which it means is. there are a it lot is. of job openings as people Lots. retire um, or people left the field years ago during the housing crisis. And um, so we sort of started looking at what, what we would like to do with people if we had the resources to do that. So um, we had a, a bit of a model kind of cooked up and what we wanted to do was make sure that it was an evidence-based model, that we weren't just going to try to try things out and hope that they work. So what we looked at doing was um, on the vocational end of it for adult learners, we know that classroom instruction combined with hands-on learning is what works. Mm -hmm. And in our reentry world, we know that cognitive programming is necessary. Mm -hmm. So the job is definitely one component of helping people do well and stay out of jail. But if we don't change the way people think and make decisions mm -hmm. and value things, um, we're not really going to have a huge impact on that recidivism rate, the rate of people going back. So as fate would have it, we cooked up what we thought was a great plan. Um, the Department of Labor released a grant opportunity in April of 2017 for a reentry training program. And we applied for that grant using the model that we had developed with our partners being the Habitat for Humanity, the Workforce mm -hmm. Development Board, Reading Muhlenberg Career and Technology Center to do the vocational component. 
and um, we added a cognitive curriculum that our staff had been trained in um, that experts in the field, the University of Cincinnati, we had partnered with them years before to get that training, and we were awarded a $1.2 million Great. grant. So that was great. That's awesome. Um, and it really, the, the large grant allows you to kind of, you know, include everything that right. you know will make a program successful. Um, and among those things are, as I said, those three components. Um, we're able to pay our participants a stipend. That's um, right. And that's very important when we look at doing training. Um, you know, most people can't take time off of work to go to training. Exactly. Individuals that we work with, reentrants, need to work. They're mandated to find work when they get out. Mm -hmm. um, and they have families to support. So to be able to pay them a stipend so that they can take an eight-week break from that job search to go through our program um, is so important. So uh, that program has been in operation since October of 2017. Okay. We've graduated um, just about 100 individuals. That's, I was going to ask that question. That's great. Yep. And of that 100 individuals, we have a 93% success rate as far as staying wow. out of the system. Wow. Which is crazy good. If you yeah. know any of the statistics in the first year out, it's typically somewhere between 50, 60% so, so return. When you talk about evidence-based, I right. mean, there we are. And these are those factors that come into play. Um, and about 75% maintaining stable employment. So we follow them for a year. We have case managers who work with them. And we also have a mentor. So we've been able to really that surround really them neat. with a ton of resources. We have great employers in the community who um, are really invested in the success of not only the program, but of the individuals. So we have great employers who come back every graduation. Uh, we graduate a group every eight weeks. And very often that Monday after our Friday graduation, we've got a handful of folks going into really well-paying jobs. Oh my gosh, and see, those are, w those are living wage jobs. Absolutely. So those folks can, can feel as though, you know what, I have a place now, and I can keep moving up the ranks. Absolutely. Well, I know our time is, 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 is just about um, completed, but Peggy, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Know, you. I think things happen in the community, people don't know it. They see sort of the glass half empty. They don't know that there's great programs, that when you think about this, this, this um, success you've been having and how this can just sort of jumpstart other types of career opportunities. Um, because we do have, you know, we talk to employers all day long and they say the biggest thing is we can't get people we just can't right. get people right so to train and give people an opportunity what's what could be better than that so thank you so much for being thank with you. me today i appreciate it thanks very much